You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Reality Steve podcast number 46. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you for all tuning in. I appreciate it. And uh, for re- listening for the last, oh gosh, almost seven, eight months now since we've started this up. If you could rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it. That would certainly help the podcast. But uh, let's get started this week uh, with our guest. Uh, she is probably one of the more polarizing figures in recent seasons of this franchise. You have you first saw her on Ben's season of The Bachelor. Then you saw her on Bachelor in Paradise season three. And then this past season four, she has had quite a few public relationships in this franchise. We are going to discuss all of it with Miss Amanda Stanton. Amanda, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, obviously, there's a shit ton to talk to you about uh, in your life and everything that's happened yeah. to you in the last couple of years. But let's go all the way back to Ben's season, um, even before Ben's season, in terms of were you a, fr- a fan of this franchise before you went on Ben's season or applied? Or were you one of those that was kind of randomly nominated by a friend and then the show contacted you and you decided, oh, this will be fun. I'll do it. Yeah. So, I mean, I had obviously watched the show before, but I wasn't a huge fan. I was one of those people I'd kind of watch. I loved watching the limos and then I'd watch the finales, but I wasn't someone that watched every episode. Um, But no, my mom actually nominated me and I had no idea. And I started getting calls from the casting directors and I thought it was a joke. I thought someone was playing a prank on me. So I messaged all my friends and I was like, who signed me up for this? Um, But it ended up being my mom and just ended up working out. So, and did you, when you kind of agreed to do it, was there thought of maybe not doing it because of, I guess, the stigma of parents going on this show and leaving your daughters? Um, was was there a thought process of maybe I shouldn't do this? Yeah. So my mom was the one that nominated me, and I hadn't gone on a date in a really long time, and you know, my mom thought it was a good idea. I was actually so terrified. I didn't even want to leave. I remember when I had a driver coming to pick me up and I almost backed out the day of and my mom was like, you better get in the car. Um, But I was so scared, but I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Like I had no idea what it was like going on the show, let alone like the backlash that I would get for being a parent on the show. I was totally clueless. Explain to a lot of people your parenting situation in terms of the timeline of you and your ex-husband Nick, in terms of when you met, when you got engaged, when you had children, when you got married, all that, because I don't think I know it off the top of my head. So for everybody that has an opinion on you and your, explain everybody the age, like when you met Nick and all that stuff. So Nick and I, we met when I was, was 20 and maybe I was already 21. I was 20. We were only dating for nine months or even less when I got pregnant with Kins. Okay. So right away he proposed and we were engaged and we ended up getting married when Kins was six months old and then got pregnant again six months later with Charlie 
but ended up splitting pretty much right when Charlie was born. She was a newborn. Um, so that was tough, but then I didn't really date for a while. Ben was the first date that I had gone on since my ex and I split. So when you and Nick split, I had a newborn and a two year, almost two year old. So that was my entire life. Like I couldn't even get my nails done. My mom came and stayed with me for a while. Cause my parents actually, they lived really close to me and they ended up moving to St. Louis when I was pregnant with Charlie. So they were far away and I was going through the divorce and I had two little kids under the age of two. So my mom came and stayed with me for a while. And how was it in terms of the parenting between you and Nick? Did you have them most of the time? Yeah. So back then I had him a majority of the time, pretty much all the time because Charlie was so young and I was like breastfeeding and Kins was so young and it was just too hard. And, um, I had him a majority of the time. But obviously, as they got older, like we're on a different schedule now than we were back then. But I had him pretty much all the time back then. I do remember on Ben's season, you did kind of mention that the marriage kind of fell apart because Nick was unfaithful or whatever the case may be, and that it it was hard on you back then. But I think now, if I'm not mistaken, things have improved between you guys, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we've definitely, I mean... Back, it just seems like so long ago. We were so young, and we've both grown up, and we've both changed. And I think we do a pretty good job now of co-parenting, and we have a good, you know, custody situation. And that's why it's so frustrating when I get so much backlash. Is just because we like have it under control, and he has great parents who love the girls, and so do I. Like they have a great family who loves them and cares for them. So, yeah. So when you're off filming, people seem to think that. It's, you know, the kids don't have a mother around and whatever the case may be. Yeah. They're obviously in good hands. Either they're with your parents or your mother and um, or they're with Nick and and his family. But um, after when you got to the first night of filming and going back to Ben's season of The Bachelor, when you got to the first night of filming and you got out of the limo and let's just say end of the first rose ceremony, you make it through the first rose ceremony. At that point, where did you honestly think that you were going to finish on Ben's season. Did you have any idea? I had no idea. I was so scared. I was so nervous. Like looking back on the season, I just feel like I've changed so much even since then. I was just like, I was so intimidated about the whole thing. I thought I was going home the first night. So every <laughs> real ceremony, I always thought I was going home. That's what everyone seems to say. They seem to all think they're going home really? the first night. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. Um, and I, I think it's funny because you obviously made it to the final four, but during the course of your season, you didn't get your first one-on-one until Mexico City, right? That was the hot air balloon. Yeah. That was your first one-on-one. So you had your hot air balloon in Mexico City, but before that, there were three episodes in LA, then you guys went to Las Vegas. And I've had two girls from your season on the podcast already, Lace and Lauren Hemley, and I've been on Olivia's podcast And all three of them essentially have said that when you guys went to Las Vegas in episode four, that's kind of where the girls saw that Ben was into Lauren and nobody else. Like, did, would you agree? And what made people so sure of that? Yeah. I mean, Lauren and I were best friends since day one. We were the closest. And so I think I even saw it a little bit before then. I could just tell that when Ben would come in the room, he would kind of only look at Lauren or you could tell that, you know, I think everyone could kind of tell maybe even before that, but I think that's when it became very obvious that we all knew that 
there was something going on there. Because he had just had his first one-on-one with Lauren in episode three before you headed out to Vegas, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So your one-on-one with Ben was, like we said, in New Mexico or Mexico Mm -hmm. City, not New Mexico, Mexico City. That was the one where he woke you guys, woke you up, everyone up early in the morning, right? And Lauren Himley had her mouth guard in or whatever it was. <laughs> and, and you yeah. had the hot air balloon date. Can can you remember back to that day what your feelings were at that particular time? Were you thinking, wow, I'm falling in love with this guy or at least thought you were falling in love with him? I know this sounds so bad, but I remember it was almost one of those things. Okay, so this was my first time dating in a really long time. My first time dating since I had kids. And yeah. uh, I was kind of just... I guess I just didn't really know what to do. And I remember just kind of, this sounds so desperate, but I remember just kind of wanting him to like me. I know that sounds weird. And I think we just didn't really have a whole lot of chemistry, but I think on paper, he was everything that I would say that I was looking for. He was sweet. um, He was respectful. He was cute. Like on paper, he was just everything that I was looking for. But I just don't think that the chemistry was there. Even on that first date? In Mexico City? Yeah, I would say even on that first date. But it had just been so long since I had dated that I think I had kind of convinced myself that I was falling in love with him. And I think that's the case a lot of the time. It's like he's the only guy in the world technically to us at that time. And, you know, it's kind of easy to get caught up. What was, in kind of backtracking a little bit, uh, in terms of Ben, did you see him on Caitlin's season? Were you like aware of his kind of story before going on your season? I wasn't. So I didn't really watch that much of Caitlin's season. But when I found out that he was going to be The Bachelor, I went back and I watched one of his dates. Hey, guys, want to jump in real quick and talk to you about Sunbasket. I know a lot of you are dealing with a little back to school rush. Some of us are already preparing for the holidays. One thing that's been easy for me is now having Sunbasket in my life. You know I don't cook. I've talked about this numerous times, but Sunbasket has made it easier for me to cook seasonal, nutritious meals. No matter how busy I get, there are meals designed to fit every busy lifestyle. You can choose from paleo, lean and clean, gluten-free, vegetarian, family options created by an award-winning chef and approved by nutritionists. Sunbasket sends you organic and sustainable ingredients pre-measured and ready to go. They take the guesswork out of preparation, make cleanup easier, and you get to skip the grocery store. One of my biggest things, I don't like going to the grocery store. With Sunbasket, I prepare my meals in right around 30 minutes, and the meals are always delicious. I can definitely find the time for that. They've got the chicken cacciatore with cauliflower mash, which happens to be my new favorite meal. They've got herb-crusted pork chops, Southeast Asian chicken salad. All of it is very good. Go to sunbasket.com slash Steve today to get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash Steve for $35 off sunbasket.com slash Steve. Now more of Amanda Stanton. The cocktail party in Mexico City is where things kind of got interesting for you because that's where <laughs> Olivia had made her her teen mom comment towards you. And when I did Olivia's podcast, her and I kind of had a back and forth of, she let me ask her questions about your guys' season. And when I asked her about it, she pretty much owned up to it and realized it was very inappropriate to say, Mm -hmm. how bothered were you by it at the time, you know, when she said it 
in the moment? To be completely honest, it wasn't a big deal. I think it was something that obviously wasn't nice to say, but I don't really think that she meant it to be mean. I think Olivia was one of those people that really struggled in the environment that we were living in, in the house, which... Which she admitted to, yes. Yeah. And I mean, because you know Olivia in real life, like, she's awesome. Yeah. And I think she always was. I just think that she struggled there. And I never disliked Olivia. And even when she said that, it didn't really hurt. I mean, it was rude, but it didn't really hurt my feelings. I think it was definitely played up a lot. Um, And I think she felt really bad about it. She even apologized to me at the cocktail party later on that night. So the show made it a lot worse than it actually was there. The tensions weren't as high over that. I think... I do think there were people there, of the twins being one of them, that, for whatever reason, really had a problem with Olivia. You didn't seem to have as much of a problem with her as others, but there were people there that just didn't vibe with her. Yeah. The twins being one of them, or two of them. Well, I think, yeah, like I said, I think she was just one of those people that didn't do well in that environment, where most of us were super friendly and kind of looked to each other, you know, as people to talk to, and kind of all became really close where I think Olivia kind of shut down and closed herself off. And I think that kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. When you went to the Bahamas next, well, there wasn't a ton that happened in the Bahamas now that I think about it. It was Olivia's two on one and I don't even remember what the hell happened in Bahamas. Nothing involving you. I don't (laughs) think that was anything major, but Indiana was right before hometowns and you got the carnival date and you obviously didn't know or maybe you did. At what point did you realize that you were going to be part of a public date? I, can't, I've, I forget what you guys did during the day. Um, I had no idea. So I was actually really bummed because, you know, hometowns is a big deal for everyone. But I felt like it was especially a big deal for me because I had the kids and I never brought anyone around them. So I was really hoping to get the one-on-one. And I was pretty bummed when I was on the group date. Um, that was Bahamas, but, though. Uh, this was – no, this was in Indiana. Oh, that's right. It was a three. It was a. Th- it wasn't. A, you got the. You got the rose on the group date, and then uh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I got the yes. So I got the rose on that one. So the the big public date was um in Ben's hometown in Warsaw. Yeah, and, in Indiana. Yeah, no, I had no yeah. idea. We we were at the barn, and then I had no idea what we were doing, and I hate surprises, so I was really nervous. But yeah, no, I I had no idea basically until we walked up, and there was a huge crowd of people. Were you? Was that fun for you or was it overwhelming because you realized, oh, crap, I'm on one of these public dates and everybody's got a phone out and everybody's taking pictures of how me and Ben are acting? Were were you even aware of that? Like, how should I act because these pictures are going to get out? Or did you just kind of go like, okay, I'll just go with the flow here? Yeah. No, at that point, I wasn't really thinking about, oh, my gosh, these pictures are going to get out on the internet or anything like that just because, like I said, I was really clueless going into it. I didn't know what it was like after the show like I do now. Um, but it was definitely intimidating and kind of scary going on. I mean, there were so many people there. So his parents were there. That was never shown on the show, but his parents were at that carnival. Did you meet them that that was never shown? I didn't meet his parents, but I did meet like his cousins and some of his friends. Okay. Maybe it was Lauren that met his parents when he, did she meet them when she had her date in Warsaw in Indiana? Uh, no, it was actually, I mean, it was his I, friends, I right? It might have been his friends. Yeah, Emily met his parents, though. Oh, and that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then he dumped her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He dumped her shortly well, thereafter. Okay. Ben. So next up was your hometown, and you knew you were going to introduce Ben to your daughters, obviously. Yeah. When when you saw them, 
for the first time. Obviously, as a as a mother on this show, maybe people know this, maybe they don't. I've mentioned it numerous times, but as a parent on this show, you are allowed to be in contact uh, with your children. I don't know how often yeah. it is. I don't know if it's every day or whatever, but you do get to FaceTime them with production around or a handler around, correct? Yeah, I got to talk to them every day with the exception of a few days here and there where maybe we were too busy and I couldn't. But for the most part, every single day, I got a FaceTime. So you got you got to your hometown. Obviously, you knew you were going to meet – you knew you were going to introduce Ben to them. Yeah. But when you saw them for the first time, did it make you think that, crap, I don't think it's going to be working out with Ben. He's probably choosing somebody else. I, I want to go home here. Or did you think you were making it past hometowns? I thought I was making it past hometowns for sure. Oh. I was shocked that I got sent home when I did. I did necessarily 100% believe that I was going to be the person at the end of all of it, especially because I was so close with Lauren and I just always had this feeling that it was going to be her. Um, but I definitely didn't think I was going home after hometowns. So if you and didn't I think you were going home after hometowns, who did you think was? Well, obviously, I you'd say it would have been replaced. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean... Well, it would have been either Kayla or JoJo, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was standing there, I thought... I probably thought Kayla was going to be going home. Okay. I don't remember who gave, I don't remember who got the roses first and second in at that final four was, rose ceremony. Do you remember? The final rose was between me and JoJo. Oh. Yeah. So when it was down so, to the final rose, do you remember, oh, shit, I'm going... He ain't, he ain't getting rid of JoJo. Yeah. Yeah, he called Lauren, and then he called Kayla. And when I heard him call Kayla, I was like, shit, I think it's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. A couple new sponsors on the podcast this week. We've got Away Luggage. Away offers high-quality luggage that is designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel. Available in a variety of color and four sizes, including a carry-on sizes that are compliant with all major U.S. airlines. The Away suitcase is lightweight and made with premium German polycarbonate that's unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. Not to mention, it features a TSA-approved combination lock, four 360-degree spinner wheels, and a patent-pending compression system to help overpackers like myself. Better yet, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord, and single charge will power your iPhone five times. That is correct. It has a USB port in it. Personal for me is the fact that I've never shared this with you guys. I've literally had one suitcase for the last seven years. It's the only suitcase I bring, and it's an oversized one. So even when I go on my short Vegas trips for three days, I have this oversized suitcase. It's the only one I've ever owned. Now I've got my away travel-on or carry-on suitcase that I can use. It is awesome. Try out away for 100 days. Vibe with it, travel with it, Instagram it, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, refund it for a full refund. Shipping is free within the lower 48 states. And thanks to Away's lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, they'll fix it so you've got nothing to lose. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash Steve and use promo code Steve during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash Steve. Promo code Steve for $20 off your Away suitcase. Also want to talk to you about Our House. What does your home say about you? At Our House, they are not just furniture makers. They are storytellers. They travel the globe to find fresh, functional designs, bringing part of their journey home to you with each piece they create. Their partners include a family in Italy that creates tables and chairs by hand, a village in Mexico that builds sustainable furniture from recycled materials, 
and men and women right here in the U.S. that hand-stitch rich upholstered sofas and sectionals. Our house uses time-honored, roll-up-your-sleeves craftsmanship to build furniture, lighting, rugs, and one-of-a-kind pieces that are built to last. Handmade, bench-made, artisan-made, made to last. So pull up a chair, sink into exceptional comfort, and get the conversation started by sharing something unique because your home says a lot about you and our house wants people to like what they hear. And now, all this month, shop the Our House dining sale for delicious savings you don't want to miss. Visit one of Our House's stores or ourhouse.com slash Steve to learn more. That's Our House, A-R-H-A-U-S dot com slash Steve to experience their story and let them help you tell yours. Now let's get back to the Amanda Stan interview commercial free for the remainder of the podcast. So once you're off the show, so now you're, you're done with bachelor, your bachelor life is over and yeah. you know, Ben and Ben and Lauren are together and at the time and obviously the bachelor season, the most recent bachelor season is the one that has the, usually the most female contestants uh, for that upcoming season of paradise. How soon after you got off bachelor, did they start, bringing paradise up to you they actually didn't bring it up to me for a while um they didn't bring it up to me until maybe a month before paradise started i think they kind of knew that i was on the fence about it so no one really mentioned it to me for a while had you had any sort of contact with josh before paradise none whatsoever at all and he never hit you up with hey i might be going on paradise would be nice to get to know you or something. No, nothing. So nothing. We so you went in blind. Did you have any contact with anybody going into paradise? No. So the only person um, out of the guys that I had met before was Nick. Um, I had met him a couple times just out at events or whatever. Yeah. So he was the only person. I had obviously never met anyone from JoJo season. It had just started. Um, so he was the only person that I knew. What did you know about Josh going into paradise? So the thing is, is that, you know, you, he was kind of one of those guys that was off the radar for a while because his season was so far past. And, yeah. you know, I had met Chris Souls and I had met Nick and I think, you know, a couple other of the more recent guys. And he was just somebody that seemed just off the radar and I really didn't know anything about him. And I think the thing that people forget, too, is that Andy's book came out. I think two weeks before we started filming Paradise. Yeah. So by the time it aired, you know, the book had been out for a couple months, but I didn't have time to read it and I didn't even really know anything about it going into it. And when you first got to Paradise, you actually went out on a date with Nick and I think it, it went well and you saw, you two seemed to hit it off and that's when they bring Josh on the show. And we know how that this show works now in terms of yeah. anytime, anytime somebody feels secure with somebody that they're dating, the next person they bring in is usually there to, yeah. to get in the middle. And all, all hell kind of broke loose once Josh showed up, right? There was a lot that, was, that happened actually in between that too, which was something that was frustrating for me because it kind of made it look like Nick and I were a thing. And then Josh came in and I just stitched him. But Nick and I had a conversation the night before Josh got there where he had actually told me that like he was waiting for Jen. Yeah. And so that's why when Nick got there, I mean, when Josh got there, I you know went on the date with him. No problem. Cause we had talked about it the night before that he was kind of waiting for somebody else and whatever. So um, well, yeah, he was, he was waiting for Jen cause they had been talking for a whole month every day leading up to it. But that's a different <laughs> story for a different day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Josh comes in, they make it seem like, Oh, you ditched Nick when 
you know, you didn't. didn't, But yeah. And so Josh comes in and I I think, you know, we're going to get to the Josh portion of of this interview now. And there's a lot of stuff to cover with Josh because it was a very, I mean, I can't remember any relationship in recent memory um, that got as much publicity, most of it negative, um, you know, between, between you and Josh. And it's just, it is what it is. Like, you know, Nick and Vanessa might have just broken up, and but there wasn't a whole, like, from the time Nick's finale aired this past March until they broke up, you know, a few weeks ago, there wasn't a lot of coverage of them because they, you know, it just wasn't. There wasn't a lot going on between them. They were, we knew that they were in L.A. and trying to make it work, and I think she was going back and forth between Canada and L.A., but nothing was really happening. JoJo and Jordan, once they got engaged, they've kind of, you know, they do their own thing, and... But Amanda and Josh is just like, you guys were in the news every fucking day. It was almost ridiculous how much you were in the news. And yeah, I think I I have a lot to say about that too. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing on Paradise was for that, while you were there, was so many people warning you about him. People, I guess, that had read Mm -hmm. the book or knew of this reputation that Andy had put out in the book. And and I don't think anybody out there was actually defending him. They were always coming to you saying, you got to be careful. So my question isn't, it's not going to be, why didn't you listen to them? It's more along the lines of, did you have hesitation about getting engaged at the end rather than just, instead of getting engaged, just date? Yeah. Um. I mean, there were definitely things that I saw on the show you know, throughout that kind of, you know, raised a little bit of a red flag for me. But for the most part, I think people didn't get to see that, like, he did have a lot of really good qualities and he was kind of everything that I was looking for. And I think I just got very carried away. And like I said, Ben's season, that was my first time dating in so long. And we didn't really have the chemistry. And I always kind of knew he was picking Lauren. And then Paradise, I wasn't expecting to, you know, it to really work for me. And on our first date, I was just like kind of obsessed with him and um yeah I mean I just kind of uh, towards the end I felt like I was making the right decision I genuinely believed that it was going to work out between him and I okay I really did even with his pizza infatuation (laughs) yeah I mean they like obviously edited that to look worse he really did like the pizza though the pizza's really good in paradise he liked um, it. He just, they they dubbed in all the the uh, the moaning, the sound effects, and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so you guys get engaged in mm-hmm. paradise, and yeah. immediately it seemed like he was out in California and had moved in with you. Or did you guys get a place together? He moved into my place. Okay, that's right. He moved into your place, and I mean, I think I know what your answer is to this, but. I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you say that was the biggest mistake was moving so quickly so soon? Yeah. I mean, looking back now, it was a huge mistake. And I think that's something that made the breakup a million times harder is that my kids were involved. And yeah, I mean, it was a huge mistake, mistake that I made. And it was a public mistake that everyone kind of was judging me on, which was really tough. But I've just kind of learned to forgive myself for it. And everyone makes mistakes. I learned a lot from it. But yeah, if I could go back, I definitely would have um, not had him move in so soon. And just more or less had him get his own place and you guys see each other and not. 
like it, is the is the mistake moving yeah. him in or him moving and seeing the kids so soon? What, um, I think it was probably. I mean, if I if I didn't have the kids, I don't think it would have been as bad. Yeah. I think to me, more the mistake was having him move in with me and my kids. Yeah, and once I guess, well, let me let me backtrack real quick. What would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions that people had about the relationship between you and Josh? I think something that people didn't see was like, like I said, like he did have really good qualities. Um, I think he genuinely wanted to get married. He really wanted more kids. He really wanted a family. He's very family oriented and, um, you know, he was really excited about my kids and he was really good with them even when he lived here. And I think that was one of the hardest parts about just the whole relationship was that I kind of felt like I had like this new family in a way, like his parents were so excited about the girls. And when the show was airing, we flew out to Kansas city. His brother was playing in a game out there and we all got together and like his family was so excited about the kids. Like I felt like they had a new stepdad and like another set of grandparents and to kind of have that like all go downhill so fast was really, really hard for me. Um, Cause there definitely was a good side to our relationship. And if there wasn't, I don't think it would have been such a bad breakup. At what point was there, a, was there a particular moment or date night or whatever? At what point do you think while it was happening, the relationship was going on and you guys are living together that you were like, Oh shit. I, I don't think this is going to work. Or was it a culmination of things? There was a lot of times. I had a lot of moments where I was like, this just isn't going to work. And then I would keep trying and trying. And I think it just kind of got to the point where things that should have been fun weren't really fun. And I, it was just, it was really bad. Things got really bad. And it just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't see this working. There's nothing we can really do to fix it at this point, And I think it's best that you just move back to Atlanta. But you guys had a lot of those breakups and get back togethers. That's where I think the people had an issue with. Mm. We never really knew what was going on in your relationship because there were breakups, yeah. but then there were always <laughs> get back togethers. So what was the. Yeah. Let's start with the breakups. Okay. And I think let's start with something that was prevalent on in Andy's book and is the thing I think that most people have taken out of watching Josh on that season of paradise and even watching Josh. Apparently I didn't watch famously single, but um, apparently people that did said the same thing is his issue with having a short temper. Um, Would you say that is his biggest flaw? Is that the, is that one of your biggest issues that you had with him? I mean, I mean, there was a lot of issues. So it's hard to say. I mean, I'm not just saying, you know, just all together. I mean, the relationship just just got bad really fast. So I don't I don't really want to say I think it's one of those things. I think people saw things for themselves. And I think that was one of the reasons why we had such a nasty breakup was because people had kind of formed these opinions about him based off his behavior on the show from what they witnessed or based off of what Andy was saying in her book. And people kind of didn't really like him or thought that he was an abuser or had a temper. And then I think, you know, him and his mom and other people kind of blamed me for making him look bad. And that was really hard on me too, because I was like, 
I didn't feel like I personally did anything to make him look bad or to make people think that. Um, so that was kind of hard and it's hard for me to say cause I don't want to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> no, I know. And it, it, it's, there will be people I'm sure. And those people, well, let's be honest, team Murray people that will listen to this and will be immediately like, Oh man, I can't stop talking about it. But look, I'm not going to have Amanda Stanton on my podcast and not ask her about her relationship with Josh Murray. She's, I'm going to ask you questions and you're going to answer them or you're not. But the bottom yeah. line is, you know, it's not like you came to me and said, I have to come on your podcast because I want to talk about Josh and our relationship. It's like, look, I'm going to have Amanda yeah. on and it's, you know, it's a huge thing. Just like later on, we're going to talk about Robbie. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is what it is because this was your life on this show. This is what everybody experienced. This is what we know you as. And not to mention everything that happened on social media after the fact. So when we talk about Josh and we talk about, you know, people will be like, well, what, what were the things or why was it so bad? Or if it was so bad, why did you keep going back to him? So I guess that would be my next question. If it was as bad as it was, or like you said, you just didn't see it working out. Why continue to go back to him? So when we broke up, um, was in December, I think you had reported it and that's when he moved back to Atlanta. Yeah. But then there were times where, you know, I had flown out to Atlanta or he was in LA and we hung out. Um, was that, was that, that were those hangouts a let's try and get back together or was it a, 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 just a a friends with benefits thing? Like, Oh, you know, was it something like that? I mean, it, no, it was, it was more like a, let's try to work this out. Let's like see how we can fix things. And I think that the reason that I kept going back or kept wanting to make things work, like I said, I had a lot of guilt about that breakup, especially having my kids involved. And he did have such good qualities that I feel like are so hard to find. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of guys in the franchise who kind of just love the fame or don't really want to settle down. And I genuinely believe that he did want to settle down. And he was the only guy that I felt like was so good with my kids and just there was just so many things that were so good about that relationship. And I think that's why it was so hard, but the bad just outweighed the good. So that's why I kept going back just in hopes that things could get better. It's but a, I mean, I know, I know it's dumb. No, I mean, it's look, you're you, at the time you were what? 25, 26 going through all this. I was 26, 26. Okay. Yeah. It's not unheard of for, you know, to pe- people to be in relationships like that at that age, I, I guess. And I don't want to sit here and, and pile on Josh. So I'm going to ask you, what would you say your biggest role in the demise of the relationship was in terms of what you could have done better? So looking back, I think that, um, I mean, I think I could have been probably a little more supportive of him throughout paradise. And that was one of the things that we had. So, you know, I, I'm not blaming everything on him. I think it was hard for me too. I think he really struggled with kind of being the villain of our season. And I probably could have been a little bit more supportive and like defending him as a fiance. You know, I think that was something that he didn't like. So, you know, yeah. So when you guys would have fights and blowups and, and whatever the case may be, <laughs> Would, can you put a percentage on what most of them centered around or in terms of who what did most uh, of your what did most of your fights revolve around I mean we literally I, I it's hard to say and honestly I don't even really remember that much it feels like so long ago and I think I've purposely blocked things <laughs> out <laughs> but I don't know just a lot of things like I just feel like we weren't on the same page 
we just, we had very different, um, like social life. How so? Views of how things should be. Like I have a lot of friends and when I was going through my divorce, I didn't date for so long. And my friends were like all that I had really. And my friends come over all the time and play with my kids. And he just, you know, didn't really like that. And I, there were just, I don't know. He just kind of wanted it to be us all the time, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just more of a social person. Like I like having my friends over, my sister come over and, okay, you know, I talk to my friends every day and I think he just didn't really like it. Well, that to me kind of sounds like I didn't read all of Andy's book. Um, I've read excerpts from it, but outside of the temper thing, I think the one thing that I remember in some of the excerpts that I got were that Josh was, um, you know, he's possessive and jealous. And then to me, that sounds like kind of what went on. Like you wanted to hang out with your friend. You wanted to have your life with him, but in a relationship, you've got to have your independence. And it sounds like you had a hard time getting that. It was just a lot. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I didn't, I still haven't read Andy's book and I don't, know exactly what it says other than what I've heard, but I don't necessarily think that's that he was doing anything wrong. We were just too different, you know, and that's why it didn't work out. Gotcha. And, you know, maybe he'll find someone that, you know, has the same views on that as him, I guess. And, you know, you went through, you know, the whole thing was obviously very public and there were barbs, you know, there were definitely barbs that went back and forth between the two of you publicly that mm -hmm. I'm sure both of you regret. Um, the biggest thing was back in March. Um, yeah. You guys had remained in contact. That's when you and I first had gotten in contact about everything where there was. Um... So, yeah, I mean, during that time, like I said, that breakup was so hard on me. And I think I kind of played it off like it wasn't, but it was really hard on me. And like, I'm just one of those people. I have kids and I've always just had to like be strong for them and just kind of act like nothing ever bothers me. But I remember I kept seeing articles come up just about, you know, from sources about why we were breaking up or, you know, just little jabs about me. And I just kind of ignored them. But it was when I was in Fiji that the article about the cops being called on me came up. And I remember just thinking that whole cop situation was just so weird and unnecessary and just kind of felt like I was being set up in a way. So when that article came out, that was like when I just had a meltdown. Like I was in Fiji with a bunch of bachelor people and I just started crying and I was, I just had anxiety every day. I would wake up and Google myself because the whole media war just got so bad. And that's the first time that I finally said something back and made a statement. That's right. And that statement was essentially kind of laying out what, it, what exactly happened with the moving out and showing up with a car and putting his belongings in it or. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely have two different sides to that story. My side, you know, I, I was leaving, I was going to Columbia and we had, a, he had bought me a car and we were supposed to transfer the car into my name when I got home. Um, but I hadn't heard from anyone, you know, long story short, the cops ended up at my door and I remember just kind of being like, why did you do that? Like you could have just called me and we could have worked, you know, put the car in my name. It was the day that I got back from Columbia. So I told him the day that I left that I was leaving the country and that we could do it when we got back. The day I got back, instead of working things out, he just sent the cops to my house instead. So that's my side. Um, but anyways, I just felt like it was really weird. But then aside from that, I think it was like two weeks later, um, that's when his friend wrote all the stories telling the media about it. And that's where it kind of blew up and things were getting taken really out of bad. context. and. 
you were forced to defend yourself and then he was saying stuff in the media and his yeah. and the family didn't it just became a giant kind of mess kind of like like he sh- he said she said like it was just a mess yeah and after that you know this is probably all going on in well when was that when did you go to Fiji Aprilish uh i think yeah i think it was april this all of this happened like march april march april but there was still Something even after all that went down, there were rumors that there was still stuff going on between you guys or trying to work s- stuff out. <laughs> yeah, no, like it's so bad. But I, we like really did still hang out after all that. <laughs> Which does I mean, like when I when, when I stepped in in March and I was just like, God, you know, I told both of you, I, I I told you at the time, and then I spoke to Josh on through direct message on Twitter. First time I ever spoken to him, I was just like, "Look, you guys need to just leave each other alone. Like, it does, yeah. you guys are like yeah. oil and water here. Every single time you guys get together, something bad happens, or somebody starts throwing barbs in the media." And you know, he was like, "Oh, dude, don't trust me, dude. I'm I'm done with her." And then obviously, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I, I still have everything that Josh wrote me. So if he wants to sit here and dispute it or whatever, he didn't. You know, he said, "Oh yeah, no, I'm trust me. I, I understand. Thanks, I appreciate it." Um, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I hope the best for her, but I, we definitely, I, I definitely need to move on, and so does she, and yeah, and, and all this stuff. And he's right. And yeah. then, and then you didn't, and so that's where, it, um, <laughs> that's where it got, uh, even crazier because at this point, so you're, we're, we're around Aprilish, maybe end of April or May, and at this point was Paradise this past season. When was this? Was this? Uh, on your radar at this point? Oh my gosh, no, not even close. They actually, I didn't decide to actually do Paradise until probably a week before we left for filming, maybe maybe a week and a half before. Um, but they didn't even ask me. Like, it wasn't even brought up to me at all. Um, and then they randomly brought it up to me and I said no. But then the more I thought about it and I saw, like, you know, Josh was on a couple other dating things, like, um, I forget the name of it, Steve Harvey or whatever. Yeah. He, whatever was doing and I remember just and I also heard that um which I don't know if it's true or not but I guess he had told a few people that we're going to paradise that he was going um and so they were asking me and I was like you know I guess maybe I should do it if you know the only reason I wouldn't have done it was because I felt like it was disrespectful to him but if he was going to do it then I was like why not I might as well just go and see what happens I hadn't gone on a date since him and I had broken up I was having a really hard time moving on and I just kind of felt like you said, like we kept going back to each other and it was really toxic. And I just felt like maybe it'd be good for me to move on and meet a really nice guy (laughs) and do things differently this time and take things slow and, you know, whatever my thought process was going into it. So going into this season of Paradise, you thought Josh was going to be on it? No, 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 I didn't. So I made sure that he was not going to be there, but it was one of my decisions going into it where, you know, one of the reasons why I wouldn't have done it was because I wouldn't have wanted to hurt his feelings, but I hurt, he wanted to do it from what I'm hearing. Oh, okay. And he had, yeah. and he had done, let's see. Well, famously single was before last season's paradise. He so, was doing all kinds of stuff when we broke up. He was like on stage at Britney Spears. He was doing Steve Harvey. He was all over the place. That's right. Um, so, so as we settle into coming up on this past season of Paradise, when you decided to do it and you made up your mind, okay, I'm going to do this, 
Yeah. What was your thought process going into this season of Paradise in terms of had you spoke? I'm I'm guessing you're at, you're now two seasons of doing this show. Mm-hmm. You probably had spoken to more of the guys heading into this season, I'm assuming, right? No, I didn't. I, I didn't really talk to anybody going into it. I had talked to Jack Stone a little bit. Okay. On the phone. But that was actually before I knew I was doing Paradise and I was like giving him tips about Paradise and stuff like that. So he was actually surprised to see me. And then I had met Ben Z before just briefly, but that's it. So you didn't have anybody in mind when, when they interviewed you for it. Did you – I know they ask all the contestants, hey – who would you like to see in Paradise? Did you say anybody in particular going into this season? No. Actually, want to know? Actually, I'm not going to tell you. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> um, no, you I, have to now. It's a given. <laughs> like, I didn't. This time, I was very open-minded. That was my thing. I wanted to be really open-minded, and I wanted to be I, – I just wanted to do things differently than I did the year before and just kind of get to know everybody. But the only person that I mentioned, I was like, I hope Ari's there. Shut up. You said Ari? Yeah. And they were like, he's not. (laughs) Makes sense now. Yeah. Um, Well, well, put it this way. In June, they had no, Ari wasn't even on their radar for Bachelor. So. Yeah. um, But, oh, that's funny that you said Ari. Had you ever, so have you had, have you spoken to Ari in the past? No. Like, besides like a Twitter stuff, whatever. No, we've never Okay, so nothing. All right. No. So you go into this season of Paradise just like, all right, well, I'm going to do it again. What was, yes. and but now knowing after you had been through everything with yes. the first season of Paradise or the first season of Bachelor that you did, and then the first season of Paradise, knowing how much shit that you would get from the public, what made you decide to do it? Well, first of all, I didn't think I would get as much shit as I did. Um, but also, like I said, like I just kind of had such a bad taste in my mouth from before and I just kind of felt like I had a chance to meet somebody and I kind of blew it or didn't do things the right way. So I just kind of felt like it was a second chance at going back and hopefully being smarter about things. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think I, I was, I took things really slow. I didn't rush into anything. I don't think there was anyone there for me that, you know, this year it just, it wasn't there for me, but I do think I handled myself a little bit better. Did the shutdown affect how everything was going on? Was there a part of you that maybe didn't want to go back after the shutdown or where were you at once the shutdown happened? I mean, selfishly, this shutdown made things better for me because before the shutdown, I was having a really hard time. When I walked down the stairs immediately, I was like, what am I doing here? And I regretted it. I actually cried in my first two days in paradise, like upstairs in the bunk bed by myself. And then I think once the shutdown happened, it kind of became a little more casual because the cameras were away. And that's when I kind of started talking to Robbie and becoming better friends with all the girls. And so I, you know, felt a little bit more comfortable going back after the break. Before the shutdown happened, who were you going to give your rose to? I was going to give my rose to Alex. Um, But like, it wasn't a romantic thing at all. It was just like, a friend thing. That's right. Then oh, that's right. They made yeah. a storyline out of that on the show. Yeah. And then when you got back, you ended up giving it to Robbie, right? Robbie. Robbie. Um, yeah. So what was the change in that? Why? Why did? Why did the shutdown change from Alex to Robbie? Just because you got to know Robbie more in the couple of days after you got back from the shutdown? Yeah. So what I liked about Robbie during the shutdown was that 
I mean, you could kind of see with Alex that it was a little awkward and he was always pulling me aside and wanting to have these, you know, talks and stuff like that. Where with Robbie, it was just kind of fun and we were more friends and it just didn't really feel like there was any pressure. And I think that just made me a little bit more comfortable. And if anything, I was like, I'm going to give him my rose because he's fun to hang out with and I'd rather spend another week with him than having, you know, awkward conversations with Alex. Um, so that's why I gave my rose to him. I was having fun with Robbie. He was really fun in paradise. Okay. So obviously the rest of paradise, you guys gave each other, uh, roses and it was the Amanda Robbie show, but as they showed you, it certainly went a lot slower because in paradise last season, it was you and Josh attached at the mouth every second we saw. And this one you know, it took while it took a while for Robbie to even kiss you, and then it, you know, at the end you end up. Well, explain the ending to everybody in terms of Chris Harrison comes in, gives the ultimatum of what's going to happen. You're either going to yeah. uh, leave and continue dating, or break up now, or go on an overnight. And you chose what you to did, which up. was to break mm-hmm. up. So explain that decision to break up with Robbie on the show. Well, I think that when Chris Harrison came in and we had that talk, I just kept remembering how I felt last year. And I remember last year I was like, I am ready for Josh to propose. Like I was in love with him. And this year I was sitting next to Robbie being like, I don't know about this guy. Like I've had fun, but I don't really see this going anywhere. And I also, I think I've said this before, I just kind of knew what his life was like outside the show. And I knew that he lived with a bunch of other bachelor guys and I'm a single mom. I live at home with my kids. Like I just felt like our lives and I had actually told him on the show. I don't know if they aired it, but throughout the season, I kept telling him like, I'm having a lot of fun with you, but I just don't know if our lives are compatible outside the show. And that was basically my big reasoning was like, I don't want to leave the show as a couple and have to deal with another public breakup. I'd already gone through that and I didn't want him to go through it and I didn't want to go through it again. I just didn't see us working in real life. So you break up with him on the show and then you get back to the States and you guys start dating. So what was the decision behind? Like what made you think, I, I don't know. Why'd you do it then? Like, why did you tell him that well, on the show and then just start dating him? Well, as weird as it sounds, I, like even if we were still dating right now, I would still be glad that I did what I did on the show. And that's just because, you know, when you date on the show or you show the world that you guys are a couple, there's like this weird added pressure that comes with it. And I really didn't see things working with him. And that's why I did what I did. But then when we got back from the show, like I said, like I had so much fun with him on the show and he was kind of my closest friend that I got out of it almost because we spent the most time together. So when we got off the show, it was like he was the person that I wanted to talk to or text about the show or whatever. Yeah. So it was hard. And, um, we lived so close. He lives in LA. I'm like, you know, an hour away and we just ended up hanging out. But right away when we got home, he was like, let's try to do this in real life. Let's see what happens. And it felt a little bit better to me knowing that we didn't have that pressure, that we didn't leave the show together as a couple. I know it's okay. weird. And no, it, it actually, it makes a little more sense. Yeah. I get it because there is, trust me, we know how much pressure there is once you're a couple post show, whether it's from Bachelor you know, the final bachelor couple or the final bachelorette couple, like we know how crazy these fans are and get invested into these people's lives. And they feel like they have to know everything that goes on with you and the person that you chose 
every, yeah. every second of the day. And if they don't get it, they literally get mad at you because they feel like it's owed to them for God knows what reason. But Exactly. So yeah. you and Robbie start dating and mm-hmm. for a while there, I guess it was going well. Uh, it was never what I would consider um, like a relationship. Like looking back even now, I don't look at Ravi and I'm not like, that's my ex. Like we just had very different ideas of what a relationship was like. And that's why I say like, regardless of what happened with Josh, you know, that was not a good relationship, but he did have good qualities. And I do feel like, you know, he knew how to be in a relationship or with Ravi. I don't know. I just think we're, we were just in very different places and he wanted to call me his girlfriend, but he also just kind of wanted to still act like he was single. And it was just a little confusing. (laughs) So Robbie wanted <laughs> Robbie wanted to continue to party it up and hit it up hit it off with other girls and yet, I guess. yet still claim you as and thought I'd be cool with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously we know one of the biggest things that happened was in July, uh a girl sitting behind Robbie and a suspicious blonde at a concert at Coors Field. Yeah. Um sees him all over her and them all mm-hmm. over each other the whole time. She contacts you. Well, yeah. she actually, actually, what happened first? I don't actually know what she, what happened first. Did she write that comment on his Instagram page and then contact you, or had she contacted you first and then left the, that comment? The comment came first. Okay, so for those that don't know, uh, this woman who was behind Robbie at the concert and this blonde who we now know is Lindsay Duke saw Robbie and this girl all over each other, but was a fan of the show and thought, wait a second, I thought Robbie was with Amanda. Like, I thought Amanda should know this. But she had written a comment because Robbie, I think, posted the next day from the concert. Robbie had posted a picture from before the concert, earlier that day, um, of them, all the guys, that all the, all the people that went to the concert that night, of them at brunch. And that woman, somebody wrote in the comments of that picture, hey, where's Amanda? And that woman writes something along the lines of, well, considering he was making out with another girl the whole night, no wonder Amanda's not in the picture. And then that's when she had contacted you, uh, told you what had happened, showed you video, showed you pictures. And I had contacted her myself. She had said, you know, this is what I saw. Obviously, I'm not going to make it up. She has no reason. She had no reason to lie about it. She's a bystanders not like she had a vendetta against Robbie or anything she was she had even said to me like or I I said to her like I don't think you did anything wrong here you thought Amanda and Robbie were dating from everything you had seen publicly um and you reported to Amanda like hey just thought you should know this was Robbie at the thing so from that point I'm assuming you showed Robbie hey I was just contacted by this woman who was behind you at the concert here are the pictures. You show Robbie to this. What is his response? Um, I mean, still to this day, he will tell me that nothing happened. Um, what? But I mean, I think it's pretty clear from the photos. Um, but I think something that was really bothering him about the whole situation, uh, you know, was that I did, you know, we did hang out again after that. Um, but the whole yeah. thing with, you know, what kind of happened was – after I saw those photos, I remember I talked to him and I was like, I'm so confused. Like, 
you don't have to date me. Like, you know, we don't have to this. I, I was just so confused about the whole situation. I was like, if you want to be single, like go be single. I'm just confused why you would make such an effort to date me if you're going to go out and do this stuff. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, and he kind of, you know, told me that he wasn't going to go out. He wasn't going to drink anymore. Um, and so we continued to hang out for maybe another couple weeks, but mind you, like we didn't really see each other a lot or even really talk a lot. Like we were just still texting and stuff. Maybe we saw each other a couple times. I think he came down here one day and got lunch with me. Like we weren't together every day or anything. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he was still going out with his friends and still drinking, like couldn't answer my call. So that's when I just got to a point. I was like, you know what? I just think we're on, in different places and I just think it's better to maybe just try to be friends. And he really didn't want that. And I know that even at the reunion, I don't think he wanted to say that we weren't talking anymore. He at least wanted to say that we were still kind of hanging out. But by the time the reunion had came around, we hadn't seen each other in like two weeks or really talked at all. So, and I gave him a heads up, you know, I was like, we are not together. Like this isn't working out for me. So I'm not really sure. I'm still a little confused by that whole thing, but in no way was I heartbroken over anything with that. Like, even those photos or anything, I, I definitely wasn't really hurt by it because I wasn't like in love with Robbie, you know? Yeah, but it was still, it was, I guess, more what, embarrassing because people knew that publicly you were together, yet he was being seen 100%. with somebody else? Okay. A hundred. And that's why I told him too, you know, when I had broken up with him on the show, I told him how hard the whole public breakup thing was for me with Josh. And that's kind of one of the reasons I was upset because I was like, I told you how hard this all was for me. So then I just, you know, I felt disrespected. But I definitely wasn't heartbroken over it. And that's why, you know, I told him, let's just be friends. And I was totally cool with still being friends with him. Um, but, yeah, didn't end up working out for me. And he still claims to this day, like, that like, – he, you know, he, he says that he didn't – like, he basically says, like, yeah, he didn't hook up with that girl? He's never – yeah, he's never admitted it to me, for sure. So. Which is really weird when you present. Yeah, like it's one thing for somebody to say, "Hey, somebody saw you last night." It's very easy for him to say, "Like I don't know, what, I don't know what they're talking about. They're lying. I, that never happened." But when you're presented with photos, photo evidence of you clearly all over another woman, it's just yeah. for him to sit there and still deny it. I don't really get it. I don't understand it. But as you said, after that happened, you still hung out with him. I believe there was a trip you guys took together, right? Yeah. Which was, yeah, which was like kind of a disaster, but yeah, like, you know, it was fun, but I just think, like I said, I, I just knew that he wasn't the person for me. We were just in such different places. And I think that I'm just, I'm very settled down, like, and he just, you know, still wants to have fun, which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, it, it just sucks. Like he wasn't on the same page and he didn't really see where I was coming from with that. I think the one question that a lot of people want to know is, and apparently got misconstrued because there was a Instagram video story out there of it was Robbie had met your kids and you're saying mm -hmm. that did not happen. No, it did not. And that's one of the things I was really disappointed in him with how everything was handled because I felt like at the reunion show that I totally let him off the hook. I thought it was, I thought I handled everything really well. I never, you know, he said he didn't kiss the girl or didn't cheat on me. And I was like, okay, well, if you say you didn't, then you didn't. And it was fine. And I think he should have just left it at that. But instead, he decided to write a Twitter rant about how me and the twins are liars and trying to play victim. 
and wrote stuff about meeting my kids and trying to throw me under the bus, which wasn't true at all. I never brought him around my kids. I know people saw us with his dog. I drove his dog from L.A. back to Orange County by myself. He never, ever, ever came around my kids. He's only been in my apartment once, and the kids were not home. Um, He saw them one time when they were, like, literally strapped in their car seats for five minutes. And so I guess that's what he's using as, like, he met my kids. But he was yeah, this, mean, this isn't a Josh situation. He's trying to make it no, seem like he was close no to them way. or something. He's yeah. never even like hung out with them. He's no, not at all. So, and that's where it kind of blew up because why. he was not happy after yeah. the finale. Even though you had taped that five or six days earlier than it had aired, he, until oh, it aired that, that. Oh, that's right. It was like almost like a week and a half uh, earlier. Maybe it was two weeks earlier. But he that night it aired is when he took to Twitter. And posted the the thing that he did, yeah. and that caused you to then finally release uh, the picture uh, the pictures that were sent to you. Yeah, well, it was the thing that he wrote, and then he also was retweeting stuff about don't like mom shaming me, saying don't trust girls with kids that go on the show, and had made a comment about him meeting my kids trying to make me look like a liar. And so finally I was just like, you know what? I'm going to post it. And I actually texted him before and I was like, I'm going to post the picture then. And he was like, okay. I was like, all right, then I'm going to do it. (laughs) And and to this day, he still doesn't think that he did hook up with her. Yeah. I don't know. We don't talk at all anymore. So I have no idea. Okay. So there's, there's nothing happening at all between you and Robbie. And there's not going to be anything happening at all between you and Robbie going forward, right? Like, no way. No chance. This isn't another Josh situation. <laughs> no. Well, speak, well, uh, speaking of Josh situation, for those that want to know, what was the last what was the last contact you had with Josh? Um, I actually, weird enough, I did talk to him when I got back from Paradise, but it was like a nice conversation. We talked for maybe 30 minutes on the phone about Uh, just about life. It was actually good. I just felt like I had like this weird tension with Robbie and then with him. And I was like, it was just stressing me out. I I don't like to have conflict with anybody. So we ended up talking and it was good. It was, it was like nice to kind of squash everything. And well, that was the weird thing because before paradise started, Robbie and Josh apparently had started hanging out. And then all of a sudden, when you leave Paradise and you're seen post-Paradise with Robbie, people went to Josh and asked for his thoughts on it because they were kind of buddying up or they had definitely hung out, right? Yeah, before the show. But see, I just kind of took it as like, we're all a part of this weird Bachelor family and we're all friends and we all hang out at one point or another. So I didn't take it as like they were best friends. They weren't on the same season or anything. So I guess their friendship wasn't a huge deal to me. Like, we're all friends and we all date each other. Like, that's just the weird <laughs> nature of this. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, don't know. I guess it wasn't that weird to me. Did Robbie have an issue with him and Josh's friendship once he got back? Or did Josh think it was? I remember Josh giving an interview saying basically, like, I don't care what she does. Like, hey, if she wants to date Robbie, yeah. good for her. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it definitely bothered Robbie. I think he still wanted to be friends with Josh, but also date me. I just don't know if Robbie has a sense of like, 
consequences. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So it was weird. But I don't think that they're friends now. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. I don't keep track. But you're, but you're, where's your relationship at with Josh now in terms of, do you guys just not speak or are you speaking? No, no, no. We're not speaking. It was just like a one time, like. Just kind of bury the hatchet. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Now. And I don't talk to Robbie at all either, so. And you don't talk to Robbie. Now, going forward, who knows what the future holds? Because we just never know. You probably never thought you were going to show up on this season of Paradise. Is there any chance that you are going to be on a future show in this franchise? There's no chance. I'm done for sure. Um, I'm like, I'm. Can we get that in writing? (laughs) Can we? Can we get that? (laughs) I'm really done. You know, I don't understand though. Like, I did Paradise twice. So have a lot of people. I feel like oh, I, I get so much shit for it. <laughs> but I'm like, so many people have done it twice. People act like I'm the only person. Um, but no, I'm definitely done. Even this last time, I was. I mean, I kind of knew that it was overkill going into it. But at the same time, I'm glad that I did it. Because if I didn't do it, I might be sitting here being like, oh, well, maybe I'll do it next year or yeah. whatever. So I'm glad I just did it. I got out of the way. I'm done. Just hopefully I'll meet someone in real life. But I'm not even really in a rush. I've just kind of... I don't know. Just my dating life isn't really my priority right now. Well, I think a lot of people did see this season of Paradise and realize you did handle yourself better than you did last season because you didn't jump yeah. into anything, and it and it was a completely different experience. You don't you obviously didn't come out of it engaged, and it was something that you know obviously there was again barbs going back and forth between you and Robbie after you know the finale aired, but. Yeah, I would think after two relationships and just it seems like your relationships get very publicized for for some reason. Like you said, plenty of moms and dads have been on this show for more than <laughs> and plenty of them have been on more than once. Um and they yeah. don't, they don't seem to get the hatred that you do for leaving your girl. So what is the best way to explain to people who have a problem with you going on this show? I mean, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, I just think it's a situation that people just don't understand. And especially with Paradise, it's like you're seeing it being aired for six weeks, but that's not how long I was away. And aside from that, like the show does open a lot of opportunities for people. And my life would be a lot different if I hadn't gone on the show in the first place. So it's not like, you know, and I don't think this takes away from anyone being genuine, just like I don't think, you know, doing ads on Instagram takes away from anyone being genuine about finding somebody. But at the same time, like it does open a lot of opportunities. So me leaving my kids for three weeks isn't necessarily just to find a guy. It's like, you know, obviously I want to find someone and I don't really date a lot at home. So it's hard for me to pass that up. But at the same time, like, you know, it's just a good opportunity in general. And I think that if any single parent were to have that opportunity, that they should do it. But I just think it's hard because, you know, people that are watching don't really understand. But I also said, I'm like, any, if there's any single moms on RE season, I feel like they need to tell me thank you because I took a lot of crap and I don't think they're going to get as much. Um, there is one uh, for sure that's on. If, well, I can say this. So spoiler alert for anybody. Um, there is a girl. She was one of the first girls that I released for RE season. She is a single mother. She's got a three-year-old uh, boy. She lives Aww. in she lives in Vermont, uh, not Vermont. Um, 
Is it Vermont? Gosh, uh, East Coast somewhere, like maybe Boston. God, I'm already forgetting. I know her name's Chelsea Roy, but um, she does have a three-year-old boy, and um, she is on the show, and she's still there. And of the girls that are still there, she's the only single mom. So unless there was a mother who got eliminated night one, uh, she might be the only – she'll be the only single mom on the season. I don't know all the girls that got eliminated on night one yet. So uh, yeah. do know that Chelsea Roy is uh, uh, on the show, has a three-year-old son, and yeah, I'd say um, I'm going to be releasing stuff later on. But um, yeah, I think that you know, people go on it all the time. And like you said, it's – like you said, it does lead to opportunities. And I, I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about just the, the social media aspect of the show in general because since you've gotten off the show, there are two things going on with you um work-wise obviously you do a lot of appearances slash sponsored posts correct i mean that you would say that was fun- yeah funneling your income right now i mean that's your how you make money uh yeah one of the ways yeah yeah and explain to people how how it becomes what it has become because you know, I don't fault anybody for making a buck once they get mm-hmm. off the show. Um, yeah, it's it happens. It, and I think I just think the difference now is that everybody going into the show now knows it, and I think that they try and mask going on the show with, "Oh, I'd love to fall in love and meet somebody." I think they all know going on. All these girls on Ari season are very well aware of. Hey, I don't. Like honestly, I don't think they people these people care if they don't win. I think they care about yeah. okay. Once I get off, how am I going to capitalize on this? How many more followers am I going to get? Because more followers equals more money. Because that's kind of the way it works, right? Yeah. Well, see, I think that's weird though. Because I mean, maybe I was just naive, but when I went on Ben season, I genuinely had no idea about any of this stuff. But I do feel like people now have more of an idea about it and care more about that kind of stuff. But I really. I guess maybe I was just naive, but I really don't think a lot of girls on my season really were thinking about Instagram followers when they were on Ben's season. Yeah, looking like, back on it, know. so Ben since Ben's season, the guys' season we've had have just been have been Nick, and then um, and now Ari. Yeah, that was three. Yeah, I think Instagram has really taken off in the last three or four years. Maybe because I'm thinking of like Chris Soul's girls. I mean, obviously Ashley I was was a big one who was big in the. In the Instagram, I, I, I don't know why I could be co- I could be totally wrong here. I I, I feel yeah. like Ashley I is the is the poster child for Instagram ads. I could be totally <laughs> wrong, but something in my mind always tells me it was her that started it. It was her doing, really? yeah. But I could be wrong. I'm I, I'd have to go back and start looking through, and I'm not going to do it. But I don't know. But and she was on Chris Soul season, but it, it it's not like I thought like right after it happened. Yeah, that but the she one started thing I will say. Yeah, but it's, like, just because someone goes on the show and then after the show they do ads, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't genuine about being on the show. I was genuine about finding somebody, but doesn't mean I have to say no to doing Instagram ads. You know what I mean? But I think a lot of people kind of think that just because everyone does them that no one really cares about finding someone. And I will say I think the girls are probably a lot more genuine and really do want to find someone than the guys. I can't speak for all the guys, but (laughs) a lot of them. 
Yeah. Well, you could say that again. Um, yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's many in this franchise guys wise that are really serious about, uh, about finding somebody. But yeah. I think uh, the other thing I want to talk about with you is your book. Uh, you're writing, or you're, you're in the process of writing a book. When is that going to be done? And can you give people a glimpse of exactly what this is going to be about? Because the detractors will say, what has Amanda done in 26 years to warrant writing a book? But so yeah. I mean, what's your, what's your answer to that? Or how old are you now? Are you 27 now? 27. 27. Okay. Um, but no, my book, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting it to just be like a tell all burn book about Josh and it's totally not. Um, yeah, it's I would hope it's not. About, yeah. It's more about just like my journey as a single mom and kind of dating as a single mom. Um, but it, it's really cute. It's positive. It's light. It's something that I just wanted to be kind of like a summer read that you could be reading at the beach or on a plane. Um, but it's cute. It's kind of a dating guide. And I'm going to have some of my friends uh, from the show talking about just their experiences with dating. Um, but yeah, it's cute and it's fun and it's positive. Is it so done? That. It's not completely finished. So um, my proposal's done and it should be, should hopefully be done by next spring or next summer. Okay. But there is going to be stuff. I'm guessing you're going to talk about, you know, dating Josh, being engaged to Josh, yeah. right? Yeah, so there's there's going to be stuff in the book, you know, about my relationships, but there's just not like unnecessary, you know, trash talking. Okay. Um, but there's definitely stuff, you know, about our relationship or, you know, things that I learned from it, um, from you know, from my relationship with Josh and Robbie. But um, it's just not, you know, a tell-all book trashing him. So I just okay. So it's it's I mean, for people who immediately thought, oh, great, you know, Josh is getting especially Team Josh, Team Murray people, or, yeah. oh, great, another book. And Andy wrote one that spent a lot of time trashing him, and now Amanda's going to mm-hmm. write one trashing him. This is not that, right? No, no. And to be honest, like, I don't want to do that just because I just want to be done with everything. Like, I've moved on. I'm happy. He's moved on. He seems happy. Like, there's just no point on dragging it on and talking bad about each other for the next, you know, two more years. It's just pointless. So, yeah. I think we finally squashed it. Like I said, we talked on the phone after Paradise, and I think we're we're all right. Okay. I hope. Well, yeah, but, I was, yeah. Uh, good. You know, because like I said, when I stepped in in March, I thought it was done, and it wasn't. So that's where I got confused on what the hell is going on. Why? Why? Why didn't they listen? Yeah. Why didn't they listen to me? <laughs> um, I, I thought <laughs> I was. I, I thought I was helpful here. I, you, you had even put out a tweet about how I was your therapist, right? Yeah, no, you were. I think we talked on the phone for like 40 hours. Yeah, we had a lot of talks back then. So when you saw him after that, yeah, I wasn't happy because I felt like, why did I just spend all this time telling you? And it wasn't like I was telling, I mean, I remember specifically telling you like, look, obviously I wasn't there in your relationship with Josh. I didn't know you during your relationship with Josh, but my thing was, it was just, look, Everything that I've you've told me, it just didn't sound like it was healthy for you, and it was yeah. wasn't healthy for him, and it brought out the worst in the two of you. And I get it that you were still possibly clinging on to the good times between you guys. We all do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I guess it took a while to sink in that the the bad outweighed the good, and you had to realize that there was a reason there was these constant fights and breakups and gets back together and breaking up and getting back together that just 
in the long run, that wasn't probably going to work out for either of you. Yeah. And then, and then all the negativity in, in the, uh, in the press and the public eye and social media, it just, it, it was wasn't, just not good. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't good. And, um, yeah. you know, if you guys, if you guys could talk civilly, I mean, I, it hasn't been proven to me that you guys could, so I don't know if you guys can. Other than <laughs> probably this, not, I think yeah. it was like a one-time thing. Yeah, if it was a one-time thing, and you and you guys got to bury the hatchet and like, yeah, slate's clean. Great. I mean, that that that's good because that's kind of what I wanted at that time because I just didn't, I just didn't see it. I just felt like yeah. he he had a lot of animosity built up towards you based on what he told me, and and you had built up a lot towards him, and it was just toxic, yeah. and it was yeah, um, yeah. But um, I, I just like to believe in people. I have a hard time like giving up on people. So I think that's why it was hard. And, yeah, no, I get it. And, like, to give people chances, like even with Robbie, like I just, I have a hard time not giving someone <laughs> a yeah. second and third and fourth chance. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, we've kind of, I mean, it, very few people, especially someone you were engaged to that spent all that time with your children. But going back to that, as I said at the time, I always thought that was your biggest mistake. Like, Josh yeah. never should have moved in with you right away. It just was never. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That never should have happened. Um, but you guys were an engaged couple. It's not like he was going to sit out there in Atlanta yeah. and you were going to be in Orange County. And, you know, somebody had to move. And you obviously couldn't take your daughters to Atlanta mm -hmm. because I don't think that would have sat well with your ex, Nick. Or, Probably not. Or I don't think legally it could happen, but maybe it could. Yeah, happen. no. Um. So obviously Josh moved out there. He just it probably he should have just probably got his own place, and you guys slowly moved. But him moving in and so much time with the kids so early, it was just like okay, this. Yeah, is... no. Looking back, that would have been so much better and so much smarter. But I think at the time, like we were just so excited, and I mean, like I said, I thought everything was perfect. I thought we were going to get married, and I mean, I was probably a little naive, and I feel like that's something that I learned from that relationship. And even though I made a huge mistake, I know I won't make that mistake again. And, you know, and that's all, and that's all I really asked for at that time was just, Hey, yeah, you made a mistake, but hopefully the next guy that you did date seriously, which obviously wasn't Robbie, but the next guy you do date seriously, you just, you know, move at a slower pace and it, you know, he's not moving in right away. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'll ever date anyone again, to be honest, but we'll see What if I do. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I like, it's really, hard <laughs> you don't think you're it. ever going to date anybody again the rest of your life. No. I, <laughs> come I on really now. question it, Steve. I really don't know. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, come on now. You'll date somebody. You're 27. <laughs> You've got plenty of time. Do you, okay. Let me ask you this. Do you want more kids? I hope so. I do want well, more kids. Well, yeah. Well, I you just, have to date somebody. Let's exactly. Just... I can't do it alone. <laughs> yeah. You could uh, go to a bank or something. Oh, sperm banks. Or, yeah, you could do it that way. Or, but yeah, I. You'll date. Right. It's just you're you're off two breakups that were very public, and yeah. um, probably will take a little bit, and you just have to move slower. I like, guess. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just not my priority right now. I'm not too concerned about it. So because one thing that I, I was to reading today was on Twitter, you, Kinsey had her first game today, right? Yeah, she had her first soccer game, and I was so proud because I am so bad at sports. And honestly, <laughs> she's always been a little uncoordinated. She tried Taekwondo and a few other things, and she wasn't very good. She was so good at soccer. I was so happy for her. She had so much fun. So this was her first game today. Yeah, and she was amazing. Is this one of those, like, 
four on four and this field is like 30 yards long and it's like one of those kind of deals, right? It's pretty small. Yeah. It's yeah. like, so she has a team, yeah. but for the game, some of her team puts on a different color. So they like play each other. Oh, the, <laughs> oh it's one of those. And it's basically, it's just probably four on four and there's no goalie. It's just a goal. One of those small goals, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But she was like really into it. She was like getting aggressive and getting like running for the ball. I was really proud of her. Okay. So she wasn't one of the ones that was off picking flowers and off on the grass yeah. and not paying attention. And I totally thought she was going to be. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> she wasn't. I was so happy. I was so surprised. Well, that's very cool. Um, all right. So I wrap up every podcast with um, a rapid 10 where I have 10 questions that uh, – some are show related, some aren't, and we'll just get through these and answer them any way you choose, all right? Okay. All right, question number one. As of right now, what do Charlie and Kinsey say they want to be when they grow up? Um, Kins wants to be a doctor, but it changes all the time. And Charlie wants to be whatever Kinsey wants to be. She copies everything Kins does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, why am I drawing a blank on who's older? Kin- Kinsley's older. Kinsley's Charlie's older. younger. Okay, Charlie's what? three. Okay, Charlie's three and Kinsley's f- five. Five. Okay. Yeah. Okay, two. Question number two. Give me three of your go-to makeup products that you cannot do without. Okay. Um. Let's see. Why am I blinking? Uh, the Laura Mercier setting powder is a must. Um, the Naked 3 eyeshadow palette. And the Urban Decay All-Nighter Setting Spray. No idea what those are, but they sound wonderful. They sound (laughs) great. Um, The girls will know. Yeah. Were were any of those concealer or foundation? Were any of those? Uh, No, they weren't. All right. All right. Uh, Question number three. What would you say? I always ask people, what's your worst habit? I want to get a little more specific with you. So what is your worst relationship habit? Um, worst relationship habits. Probably just that I, I would say that I give people too many chances. I don't know when to give. I don't know when to stop. Okay, no, that's fair. Yeah. It's certainly true based on what we, based on yeah. what we know. Um, <laughs> okay, question number four. What is your biggest regret from this franchise? Probably something we covered, but yeah, a hundred percent. I would say moving Josh in with the kids and just that whole thing. I have a lot of regrets about. So definitely that. I wish I could do, have gone back and done things differently. You said earlier that you felt guilty about that relationship. What exactly was your guilt surrounding? Um, I think it was just mostly I felt guilt because of my kids and just like having him move in. And I mean, my kids loved him. He loved them. It was just a really tough breakup. And I just think I felt really guilty and, even though, like, you know how it was just such a bad, toxic relationship. But in my head, I was always like, how can I make this work? I just felt like I needed to make it work. Yeah. Uh, so I think I felt a lot of guilt just that we couldn't make it work. Okay, question number five. What is your favorite chick flick of all time? Probably Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> so good. Have you ever seen it? I Have I seen Crazy Stupid Love? I don't think I have. Wait, is that you the one with to- is that the one that has a like an ensemble cast? There's like six or eight really big time actors and actresses in that. Is is Gosling and Emma Stone in that one, or am I making that up with something? Yes. Else? Okay, they are. You can't that. like my favorite chick chick flick has to have Ryan Gosling in it. 
Well, that's like probably 98% of the female hands. Um, okay, so crazy, stupid love. Have I seen that? I know that. I don't think I've seen it from beginning to end. I might have caught it on HBO when it aired at some point and just finished it out or something. But no, I don't think I've seen it from beginning to end. If you have a flight, I don't know why. It's just the best movie to watch when you're flying. Huh. Interesting. So watch okay. it. All right. The question number six, what is your most embarrassing moment? Um, I have a lot, but one of them, I was pregnant with Charlie and I was a bridesmaid in one of my friend's we- uh, weddings and we were walking on grass and I tripped and fell what? during the wedding. Like, how, was it a bad fall or was it just a stumble? No, it wasn't that. It was a stumble, but still, like in front of so many people. Like walking down the people. aisle is when you fell or tripped? Yes. Oh, okay. Down. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> how did you fall? Did you, did you step? Was your dress long and you stepped on it? No, uh, we were walking on grass, which is just a really bad idea for a wedding to walk on grass. So my heel sunk into the dirt oh. and I, it, like, yeah, I couldn't move. Question number seven, knowing what you know, having been on it, two times now, would you have rather bachelor pad still have been around or would you still prefer paradise and the type of show that paradise is? I never watched bachelor pads. So that's a hard question. For oh, me. you never watched it. Okay. No, but I, I did love paradise. I love traveling to like tropical places like that. So I think I'd probably prefer paradise, but everybody has said Mexico, that whole situation, that living situation is like miserable. Like it's not, it's not very luxurious there. It's not. There's bugs it's not and humidity and whatever. It's pretty bad, but I, I still, I don't know really what bachelor pad is, so I guess I can't. Okay. So you, <laughs> and you know what? You probably, now that I think about it, based on what you just said about you're being very unathletic, you know, they have, they had challenges in bachelor pad where you had to do, oh, yeah. compete and do stuff like that. So. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. No, not up your alley. Okay. Question number eight. Finish this sentence. I am happiest when? When I'm with my kids. I know a lot of people that watch this will probably disagree, but it's true. Um, no, I mean, I, I would I would think uh, that's a perfectly logical answer, that you're happiest when you're with your kids. Question number nine. Or when I'm eating. <laughs> or when you're eating. Yeah. What's your favorite meal? Do you cook? Okay. Uh, Here's a bonus question. Do you cook? I'm not the best cook, but I've been trying to lately. My sister is a really good cook. So she actually came over last night and gave me a little cooking class. Okay. So I'm working on it. Did you ever do ads for HelloFresh or whatever? Any of those? I, uh, I did HelloFresh. Okay. Um, it's actually good. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do Sunbasket for this podcast. Sunbasket is a sponsor really? of this podcast, as people will have heard earlier in this podcast because they're a sponsor for this week's. So um, question number nine, I've asked this a few times and I've been so disappointed because I think only one person actually attended this. So hopefully you did too. Did you go to your high school prom? And if so, did. did. Okay. You did. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Do you remember his name? Yeah, I went. uh, So I went to prom with a guy named Bryson. At my high school. And I haven't talked to him since high school, so I don't even know if he remembers me. But he was my date. Was he your was he your boyfriend at the time or no? It was just a guy that you went with. Uh not not my boyfriend, no. We we kinda liked each other, but okay. wasn't my boyfriend. God, what an Orange County boy's name. And 
Wait, no one else went to their prom? The ones that I had asked, no. That's the weird thing. They were like, no, I went to such a small school. We didn't have a prom. I think Leslie Murphy from Sean Lowe's season is the only one that I asked, I think, that said, oh, yeah, I went to my prom, had a blast. But I remember asking it probably three other times in Rapid Tens, and everyone was like, no, I never went. Small school, never had one. I'm like, really? That's so funny. (laughs) But, yeah, Bryce. uh, by the way, Bryson is about as Orange County as you can get on a name. Yeah. Like what? Total. (laughs) Bryson. Um, Okay. Question number 10 is something called explain your tweet where I go through your Twitter account and I find a tweet and you need to explain it a little bit more, but some of them are pretty self-explanatory because you are very, you're, you're very active on your Twitter and you're very good. You share a lot. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Here's one. Here's one. That's a good one. And I don't need you to, well, this was from gosh, 10 days ago or what's okay. today's the first. So nine, nine days ago, um, we're recording this on October 1st and you sent this on September 22nd. If a podcast was mean to you in the past and later asks you to come on as a guest, do you do it and kill them with kindness or politely decline? Now, when you sent that out, I literally got three or four emails immediately of people emailing me saying, Hey, is Amanda talking about you? And I said, no. She's not talking about me. It was about you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, awkward. You, you don't have to name who it was, but did you end up doing the podcast? No, actually, I didn't. The only podcast that I'm doing right now is yours. Okay. I don't. I don't. Really you did do another. You, there was another one you did about a week ago. Or this was a lot for me. Yeah. I talk about a lot. <laughs> did, I, did, I didn't listen to the one that you did before. You did one like a week ago. I didn't. Listen I did to Kate Casey's. Kate Casey's. Um, how and long, she was really how, sweet. How long was that? How long were you on with her um, for? It was short. It was maybe 20, 25 minutes. Okay. So we beat her by a good hour. Okay, good. <laughs> as, long yeah. as, you spend, as long as you spend the most time with me here. Um, it was but, much easier than this one. <laughs> I, know that you were ner- I know that you were nervous to do this. And I yeah. know that, um, you know, I did not, like I said, we mentioned earlier, I did not want to make this a bash Josh session because that's wasn't the goal, but obviously I can't have you on and not talk about Josh and your relationship yeah. because it was such a, it was such a huge part. And I think that I, I know now that the answers that you gave today are probably different than if I would have had you back in the pot on the podcast, like in March, because like when things were blowing up and there was back and yeah. forth and there were bad barbs, if I would have had you on at that point, I think we would have got completely different answers, but I, I don't, it's, it's not, it's not, it's neither here nor there, whether or not you're bashing Josh was for this podcast or not. It's, I think that obviously now hearing you and hearing your answers this time around, I think now you've kind of matured and learned from it and realized that, um, it's a lot better because I don't think these would have been your answers back in March. I think you would have trashed them. You would have had a much more entertaining podcast. (laughs) Well, not that it wasn't entertaining, but I mean, you were, you were, you did get into the stuff that people wanted to know about, you know, why did certain things happen and why did certain things not work? But, you know, there are people out there, sure, that want to know every detail and, well, what did he say? And what were some of the things that he did that drove you nuts in your relationship or what was so Mm -hmm. bad? And, you know, I mean, could you have said it? Sure. I get it. It's just unnecessary at this point. At this point, you know I mean? yeah. In March, it wouldn't have been. In March, you would have shared yeah. 
Have I heard some of the stories? Yeah. Yes, I have. And you, you know, know everything. Yeah, I I know a lot of it, and it was no, it wasn't good, and it doesn't paint Josh in a good light. And I could have easily forced it out of you, or tried to get, or tried to just keep going and going and going. But yeah. you know, like you said, it is unnecessary now, and I'm fine with it. It doesn't need to. It's almost like this is also another kind of um, kind of an intervention of of like, hey, because. I don't know what Josh thinks. Maybe Josh and his team Murray thinks that you coming on the podcast is going to be another like, Oh God, we have to listen to her trash our son again. But obviously you didn't like you were very, I thought you were very respectful and I was, I was fine with the answers. And if you would have given dirty answers, not dirty, but you know, <laughs> if you would have gone into a little more detail and shared negative stuff, I would have been fine with it either, either way. It was just like, whatever you yeah. wanted to do with it uh, is fine. And I thought that, you were fair, but like you said, it is unnecessary at this point. You guys have both yeah. moved on, um, and it is what it is at this point. Um, it's over and done with, and well, well let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's hope. Know. Yeah. Oh gosh, don't. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's let's hope you are okay. Um, but Amanda, thank you so much uh, for doing this. I I really appreciate it. Obviously, I know it was a lot and having to go through and, and relive the, the Josh and Robbie stuff probably wasn't, you know, it's tough. Like you had two public relationships that were very, very in people's faces. And, um, but yeah, you're a very polarizing figure. I, I, I do think having spoken to you in March and now I mean, on and off throughout the last few months and speaking to you now, I, I definitely think that you've taken a different stance and you've matured about this whole situation. And, um, Again, thanks for coming on, and I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go have a glass of wine now. <laughs> okay, you do that, um, okay. and uh, we will be in touch. And thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it, and we will we'll talk soon. Okay, perfect. Bye. Bye. Thank you to Amanda for that. Like I said, everybody, this is something that I think now we can put to bed the Amanda and Josh thing, the Amanda and Robbie thing. She could have been a lot worse than she was, but I do appreciate her being open and honest about what she did talk about in terms of their relationship. This podcast is brought to you by our house. What does your home say about you at our house? They are not just furniture makers. They are storytellers that travel the globe to find fresh functional designs and partner with family businesses to create unique pieces that are built to last through get togethers, gatherings, and through the generations. And now all this month shop their dining sale for delicious savings. You won't want to miss visit ourhousecom backslash Steve to learn more. That's our house. A R H a U S.com slash Steve for more info. So that'll do it for podcast number what, do, <clears throat> what number are we on? I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm already forgetting uh, what number we're on. We are on podcast number 46. That was 46 with Amanda. We'll be back with podcast number 47 next week. Another guest that I think you will like. Hasn't been recorded yet, but uh, I do think you will like that one as well. So thanks again to everybody for tuning in. If you could rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. It certainly helps the podcast as well. Thanks again to Amanda for coming on, and thank you. So until next week, I am Reality Steve, and we will talk to you soon. See ya.